And away we go, the morning show here on this Monday. It's 8-11, it's a Monday, and that means Neil Atkins joins us, as he does every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Good morning to you, Neil. I am here for you, Dave, today. And? <laughs> this day of infamy. Yes. November 6th. Hey, this is the last day to, to uh, vote, I guess, early. Early, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we always used to say vote early and vote often. Well, but, you can't uh, do that, but you can vote can early go to now. Jail if they yeah. vote often, so there you But uh, today you can vote early at the, I think, at uh, the city hall. Yeah, I think you can go there. But uh, tomorrow is actually election day. Tomorrow's you, the you real day. You do have a, another couple of guests going on where today. people like me go out and actually yeah. stand in line and vote <laughs> on election day yeah. instead of voting early. Now I know people that go out of town and they do absentee ballots and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. if you're Going out of town, at least you can vote early or do well, the absentee ballot yeah. or, or what have you. So yeah. there you have it. All right. We do have a guest today. I know it. A couple of yeah. them, actually, I yeah, guess, later is what you're planning too. So okay. we have a candidate running for the 4th District City Council, Tara Swenson. Tara, Good morning. Good morning to you. Tara's working on her paperwork. Over She's there. working on her paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> yes, everybody signed up. Yes, everybody does an assignment when they arrive. That's right. That's right. The... It's relatively easy. I good, mean, I know good. all these answers, so at least I think I'll pass. <laughs> we don't grade them afterwards. And anyway, then I get so to that... sign off on you. So oh, like okay. I'm your teacher. I'm, I'm <laughs> signing off on you and approving your paperwork. Your assignment <laughs> is done for the day. Perfect. I'll <laughs> so go home, nice. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, first, first you got to clean the blackboards first. Mm. This is true. This is true. So let's talk about the uh, council race, and I've seen some of your lawn signs up around now. The 4th District is a district I represented at one point in time. And it's the West, as my mom would say, the West End, and she always got cranky. She grew up in the West End when they called it Lincoln Park, but that's fine. It's Lincoln Mm -hmm. Park, West End, plus a little bit of West Duluth. A little bit. And Piedmont Heights and a portion of Duluth Heights. And Observation Hill. So I did have a few people reach out to me and say, hey, you're forgetting about us. And I was like, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So I was door knocking there this weekend, and I realized why maybe people don't like to door door knock there. It's a lot of hills. A lot of hills. And there's some areas in Piedmont that are extremely steep also. Mm -hmm. And Goat Hill. Goat Hill. In the west end there is, uh, I mean, you're going to. You're going to get a workout there. Those <laughs> those mus- those thigh muscles are going to be nice and well, nice and. and tomorrow's good. election day. Did you hit every house in the district? Not every house. No, I haven't <laughs> hit everyone, like but <laughs> yeah, it felt like it. We definitely did a lot of hours and a lot of miles walking. So. All right, tell us the main concern of the voters that you uh, uh, interacted with. Streets. Really? Um, yep. Okay. It's all been about streets. So whether it's potholes, repaving, mm-hmm. plowing. Um, and some of it's around speed, actually. So people are driving too fast um, on Despite their street. Despite the potholes. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, you know, one of them was like Morris Thomas now. That's okay. repaved. So they call that the raceway now mm. um, since people are flying down it, since it's reopened. Wow. Well, the state, various uh, various roads in your district and throughout the area, when I come down, I drive through a portion of your district on Highway 53 up by mm. the mall, the mall areas in your district, and uh, Central Entrance. Once you get down to central entrance, it's supposed to be 30 miles an hour. And if I'm going 30, people are making various signs and shaking their fists at me. Wow. Mm-hmm. And which I do. I slow down to uh, within the range where our friend Chad over here, who is on the uh, officer that's on KQ, mm-hmm. um, would not pick me up. But, <laughs> but I, I'm always in that wiggle room. So you got to stay, right? right. But still, uh, people, it's central entrance has always been, Morris Thomas Road has always been. Uh, you look at some of the Piedmont, Ave, well, especially Piedmont going down the hill. Yep, down Trinity now. Um, and, and Trinity, it just does something else. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the other one was Skyline that they were frustrated by. Really? Mm -hmm. People speeding there? Yep. And it's dangerous, right? It gets windy and twindy and weaves, and when people speed, it's really scary. There are people, I suspect people are taking Skyline to avoid. I hear that uh, somebody said to me, well, you're not going to drive through the West End, Lincoln Park there, with all the road construction. Mm. And I go, no, where do you go? Well, we go up to Skyline and take Skyline. So I suspect that we see an awful lot of extra traffic there. Yep. That's what the neighborhood is saying as well, that since there's all this construction, you got to find an alternate route, right? And people do it. People do it. Yeah, and as far as speeding goes, what can you do? I mean, you can cut down the speed limit, I suppose, and that would maybe slow them down. But well, it's, in, it's you've got to have the enforcement there, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the problems is well, we're going to keep our guys uh, sitting there catching speeders when they should be out doing other stuff, which is also an issue. <laughs> well, that's that's the whole problem. If you uh, Tara and I had a chance to talk with Chad here, mm-hmm. the lieutenant from the Duluth PD. And when I was coming in this morning, Dave, I was not listening to you. I was listening to KQDS. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, buddy. But I, I get a, You're way I, too old for their demographic. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. So anyway, and I was listening to some people calling in and asking questions. And the big drugs and fentanyl and everything. And you men, mm-hmm. you've mentioned this before. Your neighborhood, all neighborhoods throughout the community are with this. And the, the short staff that the Duluth PD has. They're down in numbers. They need more staffing, and uh, it's just not there right now. Yep, that's so true. And, you know, that's one of my platforms, too, is just public safety and supporting our police and fire. And part of that is, you know, giving them the budget that they need. But then the other part is how do we make it a place that people want to come and be an officer, too? Um, So that's really around that community culture aspect and making sure that they are supported. There's a lot of, uh, I guess, agencies looking for a limited amount of people at this point. So that's uh, key there. There's not that many people that are wanting to become police. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't blame them in some uh, instances either. But Isn't that true? Yeah. Well, they do talk about applicants and who they, who they uh, seriously mm-hmm. look at. And uh, they're seeing more and more people applying that are really not qualified. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course... If you apply and you're with another department somewhere else, mm-hmm. then they vet you. Why would you be leaving that department and coming here? Uh, and then if you're a newbie, you've got to go through basically the academy, so-called academy training, and become uh, a certified licensed uh, peace officer and then go through the on-the-job training. Once you get hired here, they don't throw you in a squad car and put you on the street. Mm-hmm. You you get the training and you get to know the lay of the land, to say the least. All right. Well, let's take a break uh, quickly. We'll do that and get it out of the way here. 818 at KDAL, the morning show. Good morning. Twenty-twos. The morning show continues. Some turtle music for you on a foggy, kind of drizzly morning. The turtles. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this is all supposed to end, though, and we're supposed to uh, maybe get a little chance of some uh, snow later. Oh this my, 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 my! As temperatures start falling, it's a very mild forty-six across the board this morning, but uh, supposed to drop into the thirties this afternoon. I know. I I heard that, and I put on a kind of a heavier suit yeah. today, and I'm. Uh, I'm unhappy that I I had to <laughs> I had to put all my golf shirts away oh, for the winter. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but it's part of it. So I don't put anything away. They just get dropped to the bottom of the pile. Dropped to the pile. There, pushed to the back of the closet. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I do. I keep on shoving things <laughs> in the back. And they go, where did that stuff go? You know, later on, right. six months later. 
So you're talking about maybe some snow. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you, last year we had a real problem with snow removal, and, and that's one of the catalysts that kind of got you ticked off about yep. your kids mm-hmm. not being able to get to school and the roads not being plowed. That's correct. Yeah, that was one of the big pushes um, because, right, it's just a trickle effect of the parents can't go to work that day potentially, um, so then the employers are struggling, financially the family could be struggling, and then kids are really getting deprived of their education, potentially food, warm places. Um, So it's just a trickle effect that unfortunately hurts us. We had all that snow, and they never declared a snow emergency. I'm just trying to figure out what was going on with the administration. In the past, when uh, uh, Donnie Ness was uh, the mayor and... Doty was mayor and Fiedel was mayor and even Bergson being mayor. We had significant snows and they called, sometimes they call snow emergencies and you're going. Yeah, there, there are it, times when they call one and they say, why are we calling a well, snow emergency for you're, this? you're thinking it's really right. going to hit you and then the light right. grabs it and it takes it away from us. And but then when it does hit us, we don't call one. Yeah. So, I, so <laughs> you never know. So yep. on that, you've got, you've got that, those issues and I know staffing is a big issue at City Hall and we were talking about law enforcement i think the firefighters are pretty close to i think they're under understaffed a little bit too or maybe they're right on the on the edge there yeah i'm not exactly sure about fire actually but you know i think staffing's an issue basically in every industry right now so just mm-hmm. how do we get people back into the workforce and motivate them or what do we need to do differently to engage them in that what are you seeing in your business you you're in the insurance business mm-hmm. right? and are you seeing issues there Trying to find extra staff? No, actually. Um, we have an office in Ashland, Wisconsin, so that one was a little bit more difficult to staff, but pretty rural area. But otherwise, we've been very fortunate yeah. um, to not have turnover. So if we have turnover, then we'll have a whole other issue. Yeah, this has been <laughs> one of the biggest problems. I know talking with some of the folks, um, you know, I've talked with some of the people that own bars and restaurants in the community, especially the restaurant industry has been just horrendous, not just Duluth, all over the place. And this is a nationwide predicament. But uh, trying to find people to get out there and, and work. And one asks, where are they hiding? Do I know, know a lot of people retired early, but that's, but who knows? I, we don't have a quick answer for that one. But no. so uh, I should other, have retired long ago and haven't. That's I know, that's the thing. None of us. <laughs> not, none of us are. Yeah. Just remember, Gino Pellucci was about 95. Hey, when, way he, to go, Gino. He, was, he kept on working right till the, right. the end there. So, uh, other things that you're seeing out there, what are you, what are you hearing more from fe- folks there on the street? You're knocking on lots of doors. Knocking lots of doors, yeah. So it's the streets, and then also people are starting to talk about the school referendum. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously city council, we don't you know necessarily control that or have a point in that, but um, there is a lot of conversation about it and the raising property taxes and then this tax. So it's just really that give and take of everybody needs the money and everybody wants the money between city, school, county, state, federal. You know, I've always felt that the property tax is the most regressive tax that you could have because it's not. Here's on one hand, uh, every administration I've seen, Democrats, Republicans, whatever, want home ownership, yet they raise the heck out of your property taxes. And for people that are in a medium to lower income, moderate mm-hmm. income, property taxes can be a killer for them and preventative for them getting into the home that they want. Absolutely. Or that elderly population now, right? They truly are on a fixed income. My father-in-law is retired and tells me that every time he sees me. Um, so when they're on that fixed income, right, that $1,000, $500 is really impactful to their budgets. Have you heard anybody uh, whining about the golf courses since they've been out there? 
Only a little bit. Um, they want Lester open, from right. what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, I mean, my family is a golfing family. Um, our three-year-old is in golf lessons, so Ooh. that's always super fun. Wow. <laughs> um, so I would love to have lots of places for him to go, um, whether it's Enger, Lester, Hike Lake, um, any sure. of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Lester's been a big controversial, and they were talking about reopening it when they're going to tear up anger there because they're going to put in a new watering system. But I don't know if it's going to be ready to do or not. Certainly, all the other venues surrounding us are giddy because they have uh, are capitalizing on the one golf course here in Duluth shut down. So uh, I guess we'll see how that all goes. Yeah, The big thing is the direction on who's in charge. Correct. So you've, the mayor is the one that comes to the council and proposes stuff. And uh, as a city council, you set the golf rates and all that sort of thing. That comes before the city council. It's interesting on how, how these things all go. So mm-hmm. you do get involved in it in that respect. Uh, so, you know, that's an issue that uh, won't get resolved. And if there's a new mayor next year, then you have to deal with the new guy. Yeah, new guy. Yeah. They have different directions yeah. on it, too, of what they see or how they want to do it. And I know that that community um, out in District 1 is very, very passionate about the golf course. Um, and the candidates out there have spent a lot of time engaging into those conversations, too. Gotcha. So you've gotten to know all the other candidates on your, much. your forums. Mm-hmm. Is everybody, are you, are you getting tired of hearing everybody do the same elevator speech, or are they kind of... <laughs> verging a little bit and saying a few different things when you get to the different forums oh they do say a little bit of different stuff but usually you know their story um but at least they're being consistent right yeah um consistency and repetition is key in order to for people to understand your story and know where you're from and who you are so but i could probably tell you a little bit about everyone so that's why we always told people if you can't say it the elevator speech is like you got to say it in 30 seconds or less because Mm -hmm. that's your elevator and when I used to work with Dave here, when Dave would come and interview me when I was politically involved or on television, mm-hmm. if you could say whatever you're going to put together in a minute for that sound bite. Yeah, you'd have to get less than a minute. To less get, than a minute. Oh, yeah. yeah. You had to. And uh, I always used to get into trouble. But you got to have the key phrases that you yep. can pull out, you know, 13, 14 seconds at the most. I always used to get into trouble with some of my fellow city councilors because <laughs> I could always do that, ah. and they couldn't. So the the TV media would come and interview me before them, and they'd get ticked off because I could say it within less than a, within a, a yeah. you know. But the Just point. the bullet points, right? you got to yeah. know what you're talking about. I did pageants, and that was a big part of it, too, is that you had, like, your go-tos, right? You had your stories and your platforms. So that's really how I've had to structure this process, yeah. too, is this is my story related to each one, and I just make it work with the question. Jeff, we need to know your platform. I bet you got a website we can go to. to find I actually only details. did Facebook. Really? Um, okay. So I didn't do a website. Well, I, Facebook uh, is easy to acquire. Yep. So. yep, Facebook is easy to acquire. So Terrace Wenson mm-hmm. for Duluth, then you'll be able All to right. find me, and I update everything there. <laughs> Very good. we got to take another break. All right, and then we'll come and talk a little bit more. 8.30 already at KDAL. All right, we are back at 8.33. Some BG music in the background. Neil, we got a special guest. Terrace yes, in do. the studio. Terrace mm-hmm. Wenson. Here running, I am. Running for city council. I know. We have, what, just a day, basically, to One go. Day. Tomorrow's the day. Uh, polls, what, they open at 7 in the morning or 8? Usually yeah. 7. seven yeah. Close at 8. Yeah. Close at 8. Mm-hmm. 7 to 8. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I have friends of mine that go out and will be voting in many of the precincts. So I'll be talking to them tomorrow to see when they vote, how many people voted. I suspect there's going to be a pretty darn good turnout out there. Um, well, a hot mayor's race obviously helps, I would say. Half a million dollars yeah. almost spent so far in the mayor's race. It's wild. 
down mm-hmm. in Wild. And how's fundraising been for you? I, you've raised some money. I have, yeah. Right. It's been fun. It's probably one of the things that I'm most uncomfortable with, honestly, is asking people for money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did it, and I have enough, and I had enough to get through and do what I needed to do, I think. So um, I feel pretty confident going into tomorrow. How many lawn signs are we talking here this uh, this time around? I did about 150. Holy so I have God. about 30, I think, left right now. So oh, I still really? have okay. some, actually. If people still want them, they can reach out, and <laughs> there's sure. still time. Yeah. Find her on Facebook there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, for the district, 150, that's that's a good uh, spread mm-hmm. of lawn signs in your district there. Because if you were citywide, you need about two and a half to three times that. Absolutely. But you for, do. for the district there, uh, that's a that's a good number. And so. apparently they work, right? I mean, They do. You're, you're looking at about uh, three votes per lawn sign. Unbelievable. It, in general, because... Whether the people that have your sign are going to vote for you or not. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we covered that earlier. <laughs> but... The uh, just the the drive by and the familiarity, people suppose, remembering yeah. and seeing that, and right. then all of a sudden they see an interview with you. They did a clip on Channel Six on a bunch of the candidates this morning. Mm-hmm. I know Fox has been doing it, and Three mm-hmm. and Ten and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So the the local media, I think, for this this race, even though the mayor's race maybe is overshadowing things, they've well, really given a lot of credence to the city council races and the school board races. I think that's uh, really hats off to the local media on that. Yep, I think so, too. I mean, I feel like my name is out there, and if you Google me, there's a lot of information um, that's come up. So that's what you want, right, is the name recognition right now. Yep, you got that yeah, if you go into the ballot uh, box, I guess, or the booth, as they used to be, I think it's just a table now that you usually sit at, but, uh, and you're there only for the mayor's race, you're going to see all these other names for all the other races, and if you got, you know, top of mind, oh, I remember this name from the lawn sign. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you so, go. Plus, you've got that referendum. The whether they referendum were interested and, in the race or not, they'll they'll vote. So, Well, I think we're going to have a, a big turnout tomorrow. It's yeah. going to be well over 50%. And uh, and you get to be an analyst. Is it still a... a I don't know yet. We, we're, that's kind of uh, up in air right now. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I was I, looking forward to that. Neil? I texted yesterday, and they weren't sure they're short-staffed, too. Oh, so, okay. uh, right, so gotcha. we'll see. But I plan on uh, swinging by a few of the candidates' little soirees, so... Yeah, All we'll right. be at the Duluth Tap Exchange um, again. So that's where I had the primary one, and we'll do the general there. So we have food, and we'll start about seven thirty. And basically, everyone is welcome. So the Tap in. Exchange that's in the friendly West End, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yep. <laughs> the Craft District. You know, it has all these names. The Craft District. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, maybe we'll swing on by. So any any further issues or things that you'd like to say to the folks out there? No, just thank you. This has been a lot of fun. So I've never ran for office before. I've never really put myself out there. Um, Being vulnerable is something that takes a lot out of a person. And so when I was reaching out to people to run for office, um, the next candidate that you might have on said, be ready to jump into the deep end um, with both feet. And that's the truth. All right. And hopefully people have been... uh Nice to you when you've begun up and knocking on doors? And- yeah. Okay. I think it's been really positive, and if it's not positive, I just tune it out because there's always going to be people that don't approve or don't like or want something different, and that's okay. <laughs> One time I knocked on a door, and I came, and I handed the guy the literature, and the guy looked at me, and he tore it up, and he threw it in my face, and he slammed the door on me. Wow. I found out that he was uh, a member of a group that had endorsed my opponent, so oh, he, didn't, okay. he was mad at me for some reason, but that's... Hmm. 
Life in the fast lane. Exactly, right? It's a good story. You remember it. Yep. And yep. The joys of door knocking. You don't know what you're going to get. That's it. Well, Tara, thanks for coming yes. in. We appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Neither yeah. one of us can vote for you. but I know, but yeah. that's well, unfortunate. Listeners can, hopefully, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. See Thank you, guys. All right, well, take care. And uh, you, you got one day left here, and you got some doors to knock on. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks. 837 here at KDAL. We shall return. AM 610, KDAL, news, weather, sports. Well, you ask me if I'll forget my baby. I guess I will someday. I don't like it, but I guess things happen that way. You ask me if I'll get along. I guess I will some way. I don't like it, but I guess things happen that way. God gave me that girl to lean on, then he put me on my own. Heaven help me be a man and have the strength to stand alone. I don't like it, but I guess things happen that way. I don't like it, but I guess things happen that way. It's some Johnny Cash music here on KDAO. Well, Wall Street is opening with stocks a bit higher this morning. Investors hoping to build on a strong start to November as markets are coming off a week of solid gains last week. Uh, Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, MGM Resorts, all among the big names set to report results this week. As earnings season's winding down at the opening bell this morning, the Dow... Uh, and S&P 500 and NASDAQ are all uh, slightly higher. It is the morning show here on KDAL coming up on 841, and we've got a caller this morning. Hi, who's this? Good morning. This is Stan up the shore. Beautiful day after a rainy night. Yeah, well, it's raining yet this morning. I think it's finally stopped now here in Duluth, but uh, it was raining most of the morning, too. I think it's kind of just misting a little bit here. All right. See, I was wondering, maybe that gal on there that was on, was she was a Democrat, wasn't she? I never did hear. Well, I believe uh, the city council, as in the mayor's race, it's a uh, it's no party label. So. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. And I would like, if <laughs> next time uh, you get these candidates on there, maybe it might be a good idea to ask them, which one of the present mayor's policies would they have voted against? Oh, I don't know. You know, the ones that uh, they want to be a, a, on the city council. So which one of the present mayors, if they were on the council at the time of uh-huh. this mayor, which one of her policies would she have voted down or against? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Because you, if you're going to put the same people in there, it's called insanity. If you mm-hmm. want to change things, but you put the same people in there, same same ideas, you're, no. you're not going to get any change. Well, we've got a diverse group of people running there, Stan, and I know the candidate that we had here, she's never held office before, and there's mm-hmm. uh, uh, actually three people running at large that have never held office before, mm-hmm. and the two people out in Lakeside have never held office before. Right, that's great. And then yeah. one of the opponents, uh, uh, Genka Tarnowski, is running against Janet Kennedy. She's never held office before. Well, I think so, that's wonderful you get new people in there like that. The right. only thing I'm interested in is which one of the policies of the mayor that's in now would they would they have supported or not supported that's an interesting that'd be an interesting right. uh, question yeah. to you know what 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 issue do you like that she's done and what mm-hmm. issue don't you like that there she's you done 
I don't know if that's uh, that's that's maybe a, you're too diplomatic. <laughs> too darn diplomatic, Stan. You know uh, me. All what right. would you have voted against? <laughs> okay. All right, Dave. Thanks for the call. Appreciate thanks, it. man. <laughs> well, uh, it, Dave, I heard you saying that it is a nonpartisan race, and yeah. I know one political party. Well, I'm sure they've got labels, or may have, but they don't put them on the ballot. So, nope, not on the ballot. But yeah. there are two political parties that have gone out and endorsed now in this mm-hmm. race: the uh, Democratic Socialists of America, and then the uh, Democratic Farmer Labor Party is the first right. candidate. So, and although on the ballot. You're you're not labeled. No, over in Wisconsin, don't they? Even sheriff gets a label, don't they? I, they do, but I don't know if they have to or not. That's I'm not sure. I think yeah, I think, I think the do. sheriff has. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I and again, I, I'm not sure if the uh, mayor race is partisan. I, I don't think I it can't is. Remember. Maybe not. Maybe no. not. Yeah. So, but hey, we've got. Uh, I think we're going to have a huge turnout tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because. Not because of all the money that's been spent. I yeah. think it's because of the issues that have come to the forefront. And uh, if you if you think that Emily Larson, our current mayor, has done a good job, her her troops are going to get out there to vote for her. If you if you don't think she's done a good job, people mm-hmm. from a diverse group have rallied around Roger Reinert, and it's kind of interesting the coalition people that are supporting him. But Emily also has an interesting coalition out there too. There's some mm-hmm. business people that are supporting her and. And uh, certainly some people on the uh, uh, Democratic uh, liberal side and that sort of thing. But uh, it's going to be an interesting race. Do we have a caller? We do. Hi, who's this? Hey, Corey from the range. What's up, Corey? Well, say the mayor's race isn't, uh, it's supposed to be apolitical, correct? But we... Nonpartisan. No, there you go. That's the word I was lacking on there. Um, We witnessed the current mayor called the president of the United States a white supremacist. Yep, yep, yep. Now, tell me that is nonpartisan. It's not. That is completely yep. partisanship. I think she was way off base on that, and, uh, you know, people you know, called her out on it, but, uh, of course, he's not in anymore. And, of course, uh, you know, it's the, it's the love boat with the current administration, with the current president. Right. And, you know, what's interesting, I <clears throat> to tell you the truth, if if I w- had been mayor, what who whatever president came to Duluth, mm-hmm. it's the honor right. of the president of the United States coming to Duluth. Whether oh, it's Joe sure. Biden, if I was mayor and Joe Biden came to town, I'd greet him at the airport. If I was mayor and Donald Trump, I would greet him at the airport. When I was on the city council, George Bush came here. I mm-hmm. was invited to be up on stage with George Bush because I was an elected person, and mm-hmm. it. It it just goes like that. So the the point of the matter is, uh, you know, you, you greet the president, you honor the office, and when you besmirch it like that, I think it's a, a nasty way of dealing with things. All right. Thanks for the call. Good, we do good have another one, actually. Yes, so. sir. Hi, uh, who is this? Well, gentlemen, this is your other candidate today, ah, if you can hear me. We can. Oh, who, would, who is this? Uh, Eric Ford has been guilty as charged. How you guys doing? Sorry, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go and line you up outside here with all those protesters that were dancing on the Israeli flag yesterday. Man, I'll tell you, I heard about that. That was a nasty deal. Yeah, I was I was actually on Park Point door knocking and, and must have uh, must have driven past at a different time. But somebody sent me that news link, and I just don't I don't understand the tactic of blocking traffic and, and thinking that that wins people over to your side. But I digress. 
Yeah, well, it would be just the opposite in my case. I think if yeah. it black traffic, I would, it would tick me off more than get me to right? you know go with exactly. your your uh, problem. I don't think they understand that, and they don't think anything's going to happen to them. Well, so, yeah. but Eric, you're uh, running at large. You're running for re-election, mm-hmm. and we we're glad to have you on board here. I hear you have a sick child at home today, so you're you're not able to be in the studio with us. Yeah, nothing stops uh, in the world of parenting. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm at home with my with my kid. Uh, he's he's got a little bit of a fever and uh, a flu symptoms, but still wanted to call in and, and chat yeah. quick with you guys. And uh, glad you had Tara on. She's she and I go way back. She uh, she was on the Northland Human Resource Association board with me, and um, just very very passionate, very smart, very capable. And so it's great to see new people like that uh, mm-hmm. jumping into the fray here. And I believe the phrase I actually used with her was. I admire you jumping into the deep end of the pool, and you have no <laughs> idea how deep the pool is, but welcome to it. Yeah. Until well, you get in it, I suppose you don't realize you can't touch bottom, eh? Well, it's quite, quite not the Titanic, so uh, let's, let's hope not. Not quite. Ah. So, Eric, uh, how are things going on your uh, re-election bid? Things are going really well, guys. Um, you know, we're, we're down to the end here, uh, obviously, and although the primary results were really strong in my case, I, I don't ever rest on my laurels and, and just take it for granted. So myself and Lynn Nephew, who we are running together and supporting each other for the at-large race, we're out and we hit about 2,500 doors over the weekend wow. across the city uh, doing lit dropping and chatting with folks all over. So we feel really good about where we're at. And, um, yeah, just looking forward to Tuesday night and seeing what happens. Tara said streets were her big issue. What's the biggest issue you found door knocking? Well, I think the biggest differentiator in my race is public safety. Um, sure. You know, so we've got uh, Lynn Nephew and I are endorsed by both the police union and the fire union. Um, I've, I'm somebody who has been able to get some wage increases through the council for both police and fire over the last few years. And, you know, our opponents are endorsed by the Democratic Socialists and, and did not seek the police endorsements and have some pretty extreme views as covered by the Fox story last night. So I encourage people to check that out, but there's all sorts of issues that, you know, we have different thoughts on in this, Mm -hmm. but I would say public safety is by far the biggest differentiator. So do we have representatives of the squad running for uh, office in Duluth? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to throw that in. I had to throw that in. Just for that. Well, I think it's interesting to see candidates endorsed by both uh, the Democratic Socialists and the DFL. You know, I'm somebody who considers myself kind of a, an old-school, iron-range DFLer, um, but I, I did not seek a party endorsement this year because I just don't think, you know, similar to Roger, that that's necessary in a city race. But I am absolutely not a socialist, and uh, I think you're seeing some of those views kind of infiltrating that um that DFL endorsement and, and really skewing too far left, in my opinion. Well, it sure can happen, I'll tell you on that. So what are you hearing out there? Now, you were down at Park Point. Now, what what were you hearing down in folks in the Park Point area there? I know that's a unique little community down there. It's a world in, unto itself. Um, you know, luckily, we saw some of the flooding issues that we, we had a couple of years ago start to subside. We had the high lake levels and some issues around um, trying to address that and Roz Randorf did a really nice job helping bring in some resources on that. So that's not as much of a hot button, but, you know, Park Point's always got things going on, especially on the real estate front with uh, some individuals who are coming in and buying up properties. And, and there's actually one property that 
um, a wealthy family that's well known in the state bought and then they bought the property across the street and demolished it so that they could have a view of both the lake and the harbor oh wow <laughs> so those sorts of things i think are irritating people yeah. down there there's nothing yeah. obviously the city can do but uh there's always things going on in the point that are a little bit unique oh that's for sure you get bridged and the whole nine yards oh, yeah. and i in fact I'll, I'll tell you eric one one blizzard that we had a buddy of mine lived on on the point and we were up at a meeting in Lutzen, a bunch of us, and we were coming back to Duluth, and and Mike, I, I couldn't get my car started where it was parked, so we dropped a friend of mine off at his apartment down on Park Point, and and I stayed with him. Well, we got four days later. <laughs> wow. And it was the, uh, the snowfall was so high that uh, they had to bring fun in loaders, and there were city staff standing on top of... The snowbank on the middle of the street above the power line with long metal poles trying to find the cars down there. So we know what can happen in Park Point. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, you kind of roll with the punches when you live down there and accept the, the quirkiness with the beauty of it. So what are you hearing? Uh, did, we, uh, did the state finally put aside that uh, idea of doing a roundabout at 60th Avenue East? They did. Yeah, that was that was a grassroots a uh, group of citizens who reached out and, and met with myself and, and Roger and, and Emily as well. Um, and eventually they kind of came around to the fact that it just didn't seem entirely necessary. So they called themselves the Preserve the Gateway group. But it was just kind of a merry band of um, of individuals who had some really good arguments. You know, I hear a lot of not in my backyard on all sorts of things throughout the city. And, and oftentimes there's not a whole lot of um, validity to some of the concerns, but you still want to be respectful and all that. But this time, I thought they had really good concerns. And so we worked with MnDOT and eventually came up with a better solution. And, and ironically, the roundabout was going to take a duplex that was right on 60th there. So they were going to lose their house. Mm-hmm. And actually, just a few weeks ago, I got a note from the, the woman who owns it who said that one of the connections she made through that whole process of, of you know, standing up and raising their voice and meeting neighbors uh, noticed that their house had started on fire oh. and was able to run over and put the fire out before it went up in flames. And so she wow. actually attributes that situation where the neighbors came together and they got to know each other for saving her house not once but twice because it didn't go for the roundabout and then it was saved from the fire too. Wow. I think that, you know, these issues do bring people together, that's for sure. So I, I know, uh, Eric, uh, from the veterans community, we certainly appreciate your leadership on the council dealing with the Memorial Day parade and the issues that we had with the administration. And uh, you, know, you brought together city staff and some of the veterans groups, which I was a part of, and resolved that um, issue where the city administration wanted to charge four grand to the uh, veterans group to do the parade. So uh, that was waived. So we appreciate that. That was, yeah, that was a good one. And that was you and John Marshall and, and all of the the folks kind of raising your voice and and Janet and I listening, but I got to tell you guys that (laughs) campaigns get weird at the end. And there's a special interest group from the twin cities that's running ads on social media right now attacking me and one of the two issues that they pointed out is that i spent too much time on parades and t-ball oh, because no. <laughs> of my involvement with that parade oh. and my involvement as a as a youth t-ball coach for my son they think i'm i'm too 
two into those things and not enough. You would think those would be there. more uh, positive than negative points, but well, that must be <laughs> the con- his own, I guess. That must be the uh, <laughs> conservation group that's pumped wow. sixty-five grand into the mayor's no, campaign. That's, Different one? Yeah, no, this is take action, Minnesota. <laughs> oh, but uh, right. yeah, I, I put out a tweet. I said, I think I'm the first politician in, in the U.S. <laughs> to ever be attacked for T-ball. But, there you go. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'll wear it as a badge of honor. So uh, basically, they don't like the idea that uh, you support uh, providing things for recreational things for kids out in the communities. That's kind of interesting. Well, that's kind of how I think it. But, you know, we're in such an extreme era of politics where everybody tries to weaponize things and turn it into heroes and villains. And it's just not reality. And I think people are seeing through that. And I actually expect kind of the biggest money um, from outside of the city to really not move the needle in my race or the races this this cycle. And I think that would be good because we don't want to see that become the norm. And, and like you mentioned earlier, the spending in the mayor's race is just off the charts. Um, and that's kind of unfortunate, to be honest, but it is what it is this cycle. And we just have to keep going and you know, one more day of it. And then we get to take a break, and then we get the presidential election of 2024 that we all get to look forward to oh. for uh, all the ads and mailings <laughs> and everything else coming our way. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you that. Uh, thanks for reminding me of that. Jeez, <laughs> Eric, I didn't want to think that. But unfortunately, it's it's there every day on national media, no matter what. I just yeah. saw more polls on that. But Where are so, you going to be tomorrow night, Eric? We're going to be at the boat club, gentlemen. So right. uh, Lynn Nephew and I are doing our, our uh, event there. We'll start at 8, and uh, I'm sure we'll be bopping around to a couple others um, as well. So if you want to come, feel free to drop by, and we'd love to see you there. All right, give us your uh, uh, website there, would you please? Forsmanfordeluth.com, and uh, we've got Facebook and all that stuff too. But um, really appreciate the opportunity to be on, guys, and, and highlight a couple things here, and just encourage people to go vote. I All think right. Eric, whether thanks. you have uh, multiple candidates you're rooting for, or one candidate, or you know you just you just want to have your voice heard, you got to go vote. Sounds good. Thanks, well, thanks Eric. Eric. Good luck to you. Take care, man. 8.57 at KDAO. 46 Airport, 46 downtown, and uh, making an even sweep. It's 46 and Superior as well. Very light rain, little fog still around the uh, area, but that is uh, winding down this morning. No Temperatures will be heading down as the day goes along, too. No yeah. snow. No snow. Be good now, Dave. No <laughs> snow. All right. I don't think there'll be much anyway. That's when I get my snowblower back, I brought right. it in for servicing. They promised it would be with me within a week. Neil will be back on Wednesday to take apart the election tomorrow. Well, I'll tell you, we will. Huh? We All right. will. Should be Thanks. A lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. Good luck and get out and vote tomorrow. News is on the way next here on KDAL. One